welcome back to the Whole Home Podcast. It's a cozy summer's eve, meaning muggy, mosquito-y, tornado-watchy, but I'm sharing the table with Jamie Hall, so it's a great night. And so glad to have you, Jamie. Thank you. Before we get started, I wanted to mention to all the listeners, you may have noticed a short description of each episode has popped up on your Apple and Spotify. And actually, there is a short description of every episode on every episode link. In the past, I just didn't type it first, so you may not see it, but make sure to scroll down a little further on past episodes and you will see it there. And also, some episodes have links attached. For example, if you want to read Audrey's written article or hear Tamila sing or other things like that, you may want to go back and take a look. That's all for housekeeping, and let's get back to our conversation. It's game time. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So you get a new game. Awesome. It's called Never Have I Ever, and you just answer Never Have I Ever, or you say if you have. Okay. So, Jamie, have you ever been out of the country? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, should I get you to say something funny? But I can't. Yeah. Okay. So, Jamie, have you ever eaten dirt? Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> confidence. Confidence. Yes. Have you ever fallen down in public? Oh, yes. In fact, one time I was wearing like four inch platforms at oh, church no. and fell. <laughs> All right. Have you ever broken a bone? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. There yeah. is a spot that's questionable. Oh. <laughs> that I actually got an x-ray and they said it wasn't, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. All right. Have you ever built a fire? Yes. Yeah. I was in Girl Scouts when I was growing up and my dad was actually the, the leader. Okay. Sorry. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be adding detail no, to these. No, it's okay. I love it. Girl Scouts. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes. Have you ever licked a plate? Oh, yes. Okay. You are. You're getting them all. <laughs> Have you ever had a pet fish? Yes. Okay. Several. Have you ever written a letter? Oh, yes. Have you ever lost your child in public? I'm pretty sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Just the other day. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Have you ever stayed up an entire night? Yes. Have you ever rolled down a hill? Yes. Played Scrabble? Yes. Toilet papered someone's house? Yes. You're going for the prize. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I told you I go all or nothing. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get you somewhere. Okay but I know I'm not getting you with this one. Have you ever laughed so hard you cried? Yes. <laughs> Burn yourself with a curling iron. Oh, yes. Been ice skating? Yes. Snuck out of the house? Yes. Had a manicure? Yes. <laughs> I can't anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there's not many things I okay. haven't done. Locked your keys in the car? Yes. Baked a cake from scratch? <laughs> not a baker. No. Never have you ever. You got to say it. Never have I ever. Okay. Have you ever danced on a stage? Yes. Okay. And have you ever done it solo? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Got her with the cake. <laughs> yeah, you got me with the cake, not a baker. <laughs> that's amazing. I was going to be like, have you ever been to the moon? And no, it was the cake. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. it for that one. <laughs> All right. Here is Fast and Furious game. You got five minutes. Okay. And here we go. Oh, wait, I dinged you at the beginning. Oh, that's okay. You can ding me at the beginning I and at the like end. I felt like you needed the, the bell. I don't know. All right, excuse me, everyone. No, you're good. Let's get back to it. All right, Jamie, what is your exact favorite spot in your home? Um, The corner of my couch. Okay. Yeah, it's really comfy. Um, What's the recent problem you solved? Probably something at the shop that went wrong and... 
I fixed it real quick. Okay. Two words that describe you. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> I would say driven and loud. Okay. <laughs> if you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Well, I think I would consider myself to be an expert in a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's something that I'm currently not an expert in. Yeah. No desire for cakes. No desire for cakes. Although I, do, I don't dislike cooking. I just don't do it very often. Mm-hmm. Useless movie trivia. Okay. <laughs> That's always good to have in your yeah. back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. If you had 10 times your budget, what would you spend it on? I would travel some more. In the States or out? No, go to Ireland. That's yeah. where, that's my bucket list. Mm. All right. What's a tradition you observe in your household? Every night before the boys go to bed, they come and give us nuggles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, are you going on any vacations this year? We are getting ready to go to the beach next week. Mm. And it's the longest gap of time that we've gone on a vacation. Oh, nice. And you'll have this off your off your back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> all right. And we all know your karaoke song. Yes. Um, a fun recipe you've tried. Can I ask that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A fun one that I've done recently that my family like was shocked that I did a baked um, ziti. Oh, yum. And yeah. they were like, I didn't know you could cook like this. Oh, yeah. nice. That's yeah. fun. If you're going to write a book, what would it be about? So it's funny because TJ had his own thought on what it would be. Oh, well, let's hear it. Um, but I, I always thought that like after having kids and like not having the greatest experience mm. all the time, like I had both pregnancies were pretty rough that I would have written a book about all the things that parents don't tell you about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, and I can't remember what he specifically said now, so we'll just leave it at what, what, yeah. I, what I would have written <laughs> on. But. It sounds good. All right. Have you learned any new skills recently? Yes. So I've always had an artistic side, but never went out of my way to be artistic. Mm-hmm. So now that we own a shop, um, one of the things I never thought I would do is I learned how to knit oh. um, big knit blankets with oh, my hands. Oh, so cool. And it is one of my favorite things to do. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So you've completed one? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I've taught it okay. enough time to have completed one. Yeah. <laughs> but my, in my workshop, you complete them in three hours. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. All right. Do you collect anything? Not on purpose, but I've kind of <laughs> gotten a, a collection of like wine turvises. Okay. Yeah. That Wait, are like. Is that even a word? Or the. <laughs> the isn't it called a turvis? No, you're uh, probably right. I'm just yeah. ignorant. <laughs> like the little, like the cooling cups, but they have them yeah. like that people um, for like coffee and stuff like okay. that. And I've just received a collection of the wine ones. I mean, they're all like. <laughs> In a drawer in my kitchen. I have to Google this. Yeah. Wine turvis. Okay. Yeah. Very I think that's fun. what it's called. <laughs> I don't doubt you at all. It's just a very fun word. All right. Well, are you working on anything in your home? Home edit project? Just organizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your last meal? Let's see. Before I came here, I had some Pringles. <laughs> It was a busy day. Yeah. So I just shoveled some in on the way here. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Okay. Two musicians on your playlist. Adele and um, Lauren Daigle. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're just, even the boys know they're my number one and number two. Yeah. What is a book or resource that has influenced you? 
hmm. a book that's really influenced me, and we listen to it on tape. On okay. va- we just about every time we go on vacation, okay. um, is the Screw Tape Letters. Wow. So I have even named my little demon, <laughs> and we joke about it at yeah. community group. My little demon is Wiggle Worm. Okay. So yeah. whenever I'm hearing those little voices that mm. are telling me that I'm not worthy, that I, um, you know, mm. all of those things. My husband's like, is Wiggle Worm talking to you? So yeah. it, it has influenced my life in such a positive way. Okay. Last yeah. question yes. on that. Who introduced you to that book? TJ. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. All right. What is a place in scripture encouraging to you? Mm. So the woman at the well is one of my go-to. Yeah. I um, feel most connected and um, to that particular um, verse. And it's it's always encouraging to me. Do you have a hero? Uh, Honestly, like it's super cliche, but TJ really, truly is. And the things that he does and the people that he reaches and Mm. just what he does on a day-to-day basis. um, He really is a hero. Do you journal? I do not. What's your middle name? Paige. Um, If I ran into you at a restaurant, where would I find you? At a sushi restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Are you reading anything? I am not currently, other than the Bible to my children. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? Yes. And this one's a little interesting because I don't want to presume to think sure, what people yeah. are That's fair. Yeah. assuming of me. But one of the things that TJ brought up that he thinks that people might misunderstand with me, I try to relate to people a lot. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, if somebody's sharing a story, I share a story. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that sometimes it can be perceived as trying to one up when really that that's how I connect with people yeah. is by sharing similar stories. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. What's the last thing you watched on TV? Um, there's a movie on Netflix that is called Happiness for Beginners. Okay. It's a cute love story. And we watched that last night. What is something you are passionate about? Aside from Christ, I'm just passionate about, you know, raising my family. And do you find your sock match when you do laundry? No. 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 Forget my, about it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even think I'm wearing, no, I am wearing matching socks today. Okay. (laughs) But normally I wear like the same style, but mixed matched colors. That's fun to know. I would not have guessed that about you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Ding bell time. (laughs) All righty. Let's get to it. Jamie, your neighborhood. Go ahead and tell us about that and how long you've been there. So we live in Sandston, um, which is out past the airport. Mm -hmm. Uh, We moved, we built our house there. I think we are. Wait, what? You built it? We did. Wow. Okay. So we found a piece of land um, that builders were about to develop on. Okay. And they posted it on Zillow. And we thought it was a built home. And they were like, no, we just posted that because we're going to build four houses on this piece of land. And so we jumped on it and we got the first pick of which property we wanted. Mm. And because we were the first ones to build a home, we got a really good deal on it. So we built our house from the ground up and we have wow. about five acres. I like, had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, okay, who lives there with you? <laughs> <laughs> so my husband, TJ, and my two boys, um, Remington will be 10 in October and Colt mm. is eight he'll be nine in january okay and my princess dog puddin (laughs) i had to mention her (laughs) what kind of dog she is a a cavalier king charles spaniel so the same type of dog as lady in the tramp so sweet i don't think i've ever seen one of those dogs all right now one of our listeners amalia okay i'm thinking of her video 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job. She says that she wants to know what community group people are in. Yeah. So would you share whose community group? Yeah. So TJ and I um, started a community group three years ago. Uh, We launched out of Mike and Angel George's group and we brought some of the group with us. Mm -hmm. Some of them no longer go to Remnant. Some are in other community groups. And we have one couple that remains. So we've just grown since then. Our group consists of um, a lot of people that live in the East End. We didn't really know that there were as many of us as there are. Yeah. And so we're kind of taking over the East End. Yeah. Which we love. And you already shared how you came to Remnant. Did you share the year? You said it was 12 years ago. 12, ago, 12 years ago this year. So that was 2011. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get into your planning. Yeah. Into your garden. Uh, what are your desires and dreams? So some of the, our desires, well, my hours, I, I like yeah. to speak about my <laughs> husband as we're one. Um, yep. So some of our desires that are we're actually seeing come to light right mm-hmm. now. Um, so either quitting my job or finding work um, that I could still be with my children was a desire mm. that only came about two years ago. Finding a business where I could raise my family, homeschool, things like that was always a desire, but we didn't know mm-hmm. when or how that was going to happen. So yeah. we are seeing that now, which is amazing. But with that, we are hoping to continue to grow the business so that eventually I can have somebody else running the day-to-day operations where I can just be more of the behind the scenes so I can spend more time focusing on my children yeah, and eventually adopting. Ooh, you just went right to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I just cut to the chase. Yeah. Like that has, from the first date that I told you about yeah. with TJ and myself, we both said that we had a desire to adopt yeah all right so now i see this all spread on the table we're gonna take one dish at a time (laughs) so let's start with growing your business that didn't come out of anywhere like you just said but it kind of did because you said it was only two years ago and so what got you to the business in the first place right and what is the business yeah yeah so i have been working outside of the home the whole time we've been married having kids things like that and i had a very successful career in property management. We were not in a place where I couldn't work Mm -hmm. or couldn't not work. Is that right? I had to work. (laughs) (laughs) And we wanted to make sure that I always put my focus where it needed to be while still doing that. And I'm sure most people can attest that's, that's hard to do. Yeah being a wife, being a mother, being a follower of Christ was the utmost importance to me. But we knew that there were going to be some sacrifices that had to be made when I made a huge career change into property management. I started basically low man on the totem pole, started from the beginning. Thankfully, because I had good work ethic, had over 10 years of sales and marketing experience, Mm -hmm. and just really strived to do well, I was able to be promoted pretty quickly um, within my industry and fortunately found jobs where it wasn't necessarily appreciated that I was family driven, Okay, but allowed for me to still make that a focus. And then, you know, eventually continued to grow in my career and be promoted and find positions that allowed for more time with my family Mm. and provided 
additional income, you know, so that TJ didn't have to work like 40 hours of overtime and, yeah. you know, so that he could spend more time with the family. Um, and for those who don't know, he is a police officer in the city of Richmond, mm-hmm. which is not the highest paying position, but yeah. he was called to be a civil servant and he just um, does a really amazing job at it. And he's yeah. just, he tried to leave for a little bit, but he's just called to be a police officer. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do without working ridiculous amounts of overtime to be able I see. to provide for a family. So yeah. throughout this time, I never felt called, or maybe I didn't recognize that I was being called to homeschool my children yeah. or do something where I could spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I often made excuses for why what I was doing was acceptable. And it, in and itself, it 100% was. Mm-hmm. Like working outside of the home um, was in no way unbiblical yeah. and in no way um, impacted my family so much so that I wasn't being a good wife, mother, follower of Jesus, you know? So, and again, we've had several conversations with pastors and community yeah. group leaders, so I continued to grow in my career mm-hmm. and again, only take opportunities that, you know, were well, you know, preyed upon and um, seek counsel on, um, things like that. So I had reached a place in my career that I had always maybe hope I had gotten to Mm -hmm. um, as long as it was done in the right way. Mm -hmm. I could have reached that spot way sooner and taken jobs where I would be traveling all the time doing these types of things. But I never wanted to get there by doing that um, and it affecting my family. So I had gotten to this place. I literally had the, the job I had been praying for. I worked for a company who valued family. I was able to work from home. So I actually we actually pulled the kids out of school before we bought a business. So it was amazing. And they were aware that this is what I was doing and that I could find ways that if I did have to go in, that I could make arrangements. And they were supportive of that. So there were all of these things that were like, okay, this is what you've been praying for and this is what you have been doing Mm -hmm. to to get here. And then your life took a turn. (laughs) And then a friend of ours who owns this business decided she wanted to sell. Mm -hmm. And jokingly, TJ was like, we should check it out. And I was like, I just took this job. It's... It's a great job, and like we're able to do all the things that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if now's the time. And I really prayed on it and let it sit on my heart. Yeah. And like a week later, I was like, hey, I'm going to reach out to the owner just to get some information. Mm. And TJ was like, well, she actually reached out to me yesterday <laughs> and asked if we would be interested. Wow. I was like, well, okay, okay, I'm listening, you know. And then sat down with her. We talked some numbers, and we were just like – I don't know, this may be the opportunity that's too good to pass up and that I don't think not taking it or taking it either option was wrong. We just needed to check like where our hearts were in it and what we wanted to accomplish from it. We really prayed on it. We Mm -hmm. sought counsel and ultimately decided that if we were going to make this kind of leap in faith, now is the time to do it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so tell us what this business is. (laughs) Um, It is a business called AR Workshop. It is a franchise business, but they are all individually owned. Okay. And we consider ourselves to be 
a DIY boutique and workshop. Okay. So Sounds amazing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have a boutique where we sell household goods, gifts, things like that, which is a small portion of the business, but it's still so- worth mentioning. Are you talking about like their like um what's the word like handmade gifts kind of thing so we do make some of them okay and we're we're kind of moving towards that direction but just like another type of boutique we buy um wholesale items Mm -hmm. that are either made or you know ideally we would have as much local as possible Mm -hmm. so when i walk into your space what would i see or what could i do there um again that front part is the boutique area so you can walk around and do some shopping Mm -hmm. and the the majority of what our business does is we do diy workshops we make um, wood signs, um, wood projects, centerpiece boxes, lazy susans, front porch signs, cool. things like that. Chunky we, blankets. Chunky blankets. We yeah. do um, canvas pillows and tote bags, um, all painted with a stencil. Mm-hmm. But we walk you through the whole process. You sand the wood. You paint it. We, we give you different techniques to create a background. Then we use our stencils. You paint them. Yeah. If there's assembly required, you get to use power tools and assemble them. And you walk out with a beautiful project that yeah. you would have gone. We, we're located right next to the Hobby Lobby. So you would have mm-hmm. gone next door and bought probably a cheaper made version that's not customized you get to come in and have a three-hour experience making it yourself and actually get to put it in your home somewhere that you want it to to be displayed but these are things that you would have actually gone on etsy and like purchased somebody to customize a sign for you you get to make it yourself yeah for less is something that i want to do more yeah as time goes by in my life i really value like the personal human touch or knowing where something came from or like just like everywhere i turn my head in my home like we have a lot of artwork in our home and Mm -hmm. we value it so much because we know who made it and where it came from and all that and so you're talking about like even doing it yourself (laughs) not always yeah yeah, thinking that it can't be me or something. Do you do a birthday party? Oh, we do birthday parties okay. all the time. I, I can't amazing. remember a weekend where we didn't have a, a birthday party. Okay. And we have prize points for everybody, which is really nice. I will have the link in the show oh, notes to you. TJ and Jamie's shop. Um, so now you have definitely got to talk about the adopting another child. Yeah. So you said it's an old desire, but it's not going away. No, no. We have always wanted to adopt an older child, Mm. preferably one that's in the system Mm -hmm. that otherwise wouldn't have a good home. And to do so, we've been given advice to have our children be older before bringing an older child into the home, Mm -hmm. preferably older than whomever we're bringing in. So we have, A, wanted to get to a place where our children were older, know who Christ is. Yeah. And be able to speak into the life of whomever we bring to our family. Yeah. When do you think this dream started in your heart and in TJ's as well? Like, was there inspiration or family you saw or? I can't pinpoint on one thing. I've yeah. just always felt called from a very, very young age. Yeah to adoption. And I didn't know if that was because maybe one day I wouldn't be able to have children of my own or something like that. And even there was a time where we were trying to conceive and it just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And I was comforted knowing that I could still be a mother, whether it was from my body or not. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
we look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Time for sewing. Yeah. So what is being sewn into your life right now? Something new, um, something at the beginning stages. Yeah. So this kind of all, as we were going through this, I was like, a lot of these are going to be kind of redundant, but in different ways. Um, We'll pull on the threads of each each thing. (laughs) Yeah. So for us, obviously, we're jumping into the second year of homeschool. We're coming up on the end of the first year as business owners. What has that been like? What is it like to come out year one, year two? Can you even believe it? Was it a blink? (laughs) Yeah, no. And you know what they say? And I say they, whoever they is, um, they say you shouldn't make more than one major life change Mm -hmm. in a year. And between homeschool, (laughs) quitting my job, starting a business, TJ starting seminary, uh, you know, and then he's also started on SWAT. And like we did like five or six major life changes (laughs) in one year, you know, go big or go home. (laughs) That's that's how I, I, I roll. I do want to go back to that. Like, does it seem fast? Because like you said, these are huge things. Yeah. And now a year has gone by. Two years has gone by. For, for, you know, for this whole part of the year that we've been starting with this business, I was like, oh, we only bought this back in November. Mm-hmm. And now November is knocking on our door. And I'm like, mm. I can't say that anymore yep. because it's almost been a year. Um. So, yeah, it has flown by. It's in a whirlwind, but I'm excited to learn from the mistakes that we've made Mm -hmm. in this last year in hopes of continuing to build on what we've been growing. Yeah. So has time changed to you in a way? Because in a a way, it's like, does it feel like it's all on your shoulders because owning a business? Like, I don't know what that's like. Does time just feel strange? (laughs) It is different. Yeah. um, Because... And everything that I've done from sports to my job, I've always had someone instructing me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is a different different level of weight that I feel because if it fails, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not because of choices that I've made, but it, it all falls on our shoulders yeah. um, in a way. But it's all also very reassuring that it doesn't fall on our shoulders yeah and I think that's the thing that we've been clinging to Mm -hmm. through the difficult times through the hardships through the unknown that regardless of what's been going on that it's still not on us and and even if it doesn't work which it very well couldn't Mm -hmm. you know um that we'll still be okay yeah and I think not having that as a business owner would be crippling. Yeah. We would have got divorced and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, we would have gotten divorced. We would have closed down by now. Like we yeah. would have we would have given up. Like mm-hmm. it's been hard. Yeah. But because we know why we are doing this and we know we're do who we're doing it for, that we're gonna keep persevering until yeah. he says, Okay, enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're open to hearing him if he does say that. Mm-hmm. Is it, if it's okay, if you, yeah. you don't mind sharing. So you, there's so many things I want to tease out of this. Yeah. But you said mistakes, and I'm curious. Well, I don't want to say curious as if I don't care, like I'm just a spectator. But what you and TJ are doing, I told you off air, was it's just such, it's very inspirational. I feel like we're going to see more people from our church family stepping out, and you guys are such a great example to look to of trusting the Lord. But you're honest in saying it's difficult. There's mistakes. Is There's internal 
or more external? Was it just things out of your control? Or like, what is the reality of sewing something brand new like this? Yeah. (laughs) So I think the biggest mistake is that we have made in this is that when we made the decision we wanted to do it, Mm -hmm. there were things that we should have done to better prepare ourselves. We've just naturally done well at things. Mm -hmm. And I've run multi-million dollar communities. So I was like, running this business should be fairly easy, mm-hmm. or so I thought, you know, or mm-hmm. like not easy, because I don't want to make it seem like I didn't take this seriously, because mm-hmm. I definitely did. But the business model and everything for this is just, in my opinion, just so I was like, why wouldn't people want to come here? This has all of the makings mm-hmm. for just an amazing environment and an amazing experience. Yeah. So, but it doesn't always happen that way. So there are certain things from a business standpoint that we should have looked into further Mm -hmm. before jumping in with both feet. And one of the biggest things is we would have waited a couple of months before taking over ownership. What what keeps y'all focused? You hinted at it, but I just love to hear you say a little bit more about it. I mean, our faith, like that is genuinely the only thing that I can say without a shadow of a doubt has helped us to continue fighting the fight. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh my gosh, the series that we're in right now, mm-hmm. Hebrews. Oh man, yeah. In my old church, <laughs> I used to leave every Sunday that were like, they were talking to me. Mm-hmm. But it was never like in a good, it pointed to me. Like, and how good of a person I am. Mm -hmm. That's how my old church was. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt, I left church feeling good about myself, you know. And ever since I've been at Remnant, I don't get that. But that's, it's a good thing. Like, I'm a sinner. I'm a horrible person. And, and Jesus loves me no matter what. And so, like, this series is the first time at Remnant that the entire series, I feel like he's really speaking to me. It's because he knows where I'm at and how much I need him. And it's just been exactly what I've needed. Yeah. So you wrote to me that this has provided an opportunity for learning and growth. Yeah. Um, why do you say it's an opportunity? Um, I've shared this with a couple people within my group that I don't think that I have sought Jesus the way that I should. I mm-hmm. mean, nobody nobody truly does. No, yeah. um, and this has shown me more than ever how much I need him. And so I look at it as an opportunity. I don't look at it as a negative. Like he knows exactly where I'm at and what I need. And I needed, and I haven't failed, but I'm not succeeding in the same way that I have in the past. Mm -hmm. And so maybe small failures. I, I need those small failures to really seek him more. But <laughs> it's so tricky as a Christian yeah, because yeah. you're, well, I don't want to put, like I talked about in another podcast, like what is suffering? Mm-hmm. Like, or the denial, like, are they bad things? Because right. like you said, Christ is not going to let you go. So I don't know. This is a kind of a funny question, but yeah. do you ever feel like at this point in your life, you're in maybe someone else's shoes? Like, does it feel unnatural to you? Yes. Extremely. Okay. I feel like I'm in a place where I've never been before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not saying this is good for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for me in my life, this is what I've needed. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always felt some semblance of control or 
at least thought yeah, sure. I've had some semblance <laughs> of control. Yep. And this is the first time where I have completely felt out of control. And I know that most people think that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a very freeing thing. Yeah, I really, um, I really identify with what you're saying. And I even more, and especially the sermon series has driven me toward longing for that um, just control, like it's so, it's it's false. It's just yeah. not true. Yeah. So to even want that, like I really want to know what it's truly like all the way down to be that free. Sure. To be that. And free. I don't think that I'm like I get, there I get what yet, you're saying. There yet. <laughs> but I'm I'm more there than I've ever been ever. Well, you're facing the right direction, I guess. Is if you're not you know turned away from yeah. where god wants you to be you've got, sure. you're like okay my face is on you yeah which i'm gonna ask you about that in a little bit sure. but so let's just go to watering is that where we even are I yes think. okay I think so okay good what are you actively tending praying about or stewarding so obviously we want our business to financially be successful mm-hmm. so that we can pay the bills and and even pay me you know a small amount mm-hmm. which we were doing and have had to since stop doing Mm -hmm. so that's where that's one of those really like nervous things that have happened but so of course we want that but one of the reasons why we thought that this business in particular was something that we wanted to do it's because there's such an opportunity for ministry through it by providing a space for people to sell we have so many talented women in our church Mm -hmm. who sell things And although we're still trying to work out the details, but I want to provide a space for people who otherwise wouldn't have one. And we've talked about like using our space for, you know, church ministry and, and, you know, art ministry and and different and different things. And we're not sure yet how we're going to make that happen, Mm -hmm. but it's on our heart and it's in our prayers. Yeah. Okay. So you're praying about this (laughs) for sure. Yes. Something that I wanted to say at this point right now, so it sounds like you've got big ideas. Does it still come down to the day to day at the same time? I'm guessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's how do we make this happen? And we've got to make sure our business is operating well first, and then we can really start focusing on how we can do that. But also, we we truly are like, and I'm hoping this might be a platform for it as well, for people to come to us with ideas and, mm-hmm. and things, because I'm only one person sure, and TJ's yeah. only there super, super part time. So I've talked to some people and said, hey, you know, we'd really like to do this. And there's no pressure. There's no time frame. When you're ready, let us know. Mm-hmm. So it, it would need to be a partnership yeah. where, where someone's coming to us and saying, hey, I'd really love to partner with you on this. And how can we make that happen? Yeah. I'm praying for it. Thanks. So I am really intrigued by what you wrote about how this space is, there's so many layers to it. Mm -hmm. So you're providing for your family, you're having a wonderful place in God's kingdom in your neighborhood to make things and make things well. But then you're also not just goods centered or experience centered, you're people centered Mm -hmm. also. (laughs) So these people come in like do you get to talk to them like what happens that is part of the experience so obviously I'd love to be there at every class if possible because Mm -hmm. I just like 
even if I've worked a 16 hour day and been on my feet, I will still come home and I'll be talking about class and the mm. people that I've met and the yeah. conversations that we've shared. I I can't remember a class that I've done in this past nine months where Jesus wasn't brought up mm. at least once in conversation. And a lot of times, I mean, this is my own business and I can speak about whomever I want. Yeah. And it's amazing to be free to do that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we, we just get to have these amazing conversations. And I can't tell you how many people who, you know, just ask about me or my husband mm-hmm. and I start talking about church and then yep. they start talking about church. And then we yeah. just spend the three hours talking about Jesus. It's incredible. So that's fast fruit. God didn't make you wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and as I've put out um, ads for, you know, hiring people to teach the classes Mm -hmm. um it's it's been amazing that almost every single employee that i have hired loves jesus as well and these were some people i knew some people i had no idea some were like my friend told me about you you know and it's just been amazing. So I have like, so even if we're not there, mm-hmm. our our customers are still getting this beautiful experience where they're also being surrounded by other believers who they do this for fun. They don't do this for a paycheck. I mean, although that's nice when you get one, but the majority of the people that work for me do this just because they enjoy art and they enjoy people. Yeah. So you never know who's going to walk through the door in one sense too. Yeah. So you're just, you are having a forced dependence on Jesus for sure in that aspect as well yeah absolutely yeah I'm really excited about your business about your model about your family vision and yeah just all that that's going to happen and this is kind of crazy because you sound so integrated in your life but there had to have been an aha moment where I mean I definitely had that where I was like oh Jesus is part of everything like did you guys have that like I don't have to like works over here and families over here you're like actually this is just it's the waters yeah that everything's in I don't know if I had an aha moment but Mm -hmm. I now that you raise that question I can look back and I'm like we walk into the shop and one of the first things that we do is grab the bible and I do a bible study with the children to start the school day and we're doing that in the business that we're running and that we're doing it in a way that we can glorify God speak about God and hopefully minister. So yeah, I just had my aha moment right now. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. The harder stuff. Okay. What in your life doesn't feel good right now, but is good. So the training and pruning part, if you listen to the first half, um, most of my life I've been known for my accomplishments or I've wanted people to know me for my accomplishments and sports, career, all of the things. But looking back on the past 11 years, I've just seen how everything that I envisioned for myself, everything that I thought about myself, that God has just been pulling me in a different direction um, and all for good. You even said he's called you in your notes. (laughs) Definitely called. And, And like I said earlier, doesn't necessarily mean that any of those things were unbiblical or against Christ. It's just that the desires in my heart have changed and all for the good. So I even put in my notes, like, and TJ jokes about this all the time. Like, I went from 
boss lady in business suit and stilettos <laughs> to homeschool mom in a smock and tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. There's those new shoes. So I mean, if that's, if nothing else, like just the visual change that's taken yeah. place in my life, I think is very powerful. Yeah. Um, but it's even more powerful in my heart. Mm-hmm the changes that have been made. So he's been calling you mm-hmm. and I would love to hear. So you put this in your trainings um, mm-hmm. portion. So his voice is training you. So you have had this response to him. I want to know how that has changed over the past 11 years. And you can either go from the aspect of like how you've heard his voice change over the 11 years or maybe what your response, how that has changed yeah. over 11 years or both. Yeah, I think that, again, it's just my desires of of who he wants in me. You know, I, I've never been one to be like, I definitively heard what Jesus was saying to mm-hmm. me. Like, I feel like I listen and maybe I'm just not open to hearing or maybe. Well, I count it as the scriptures. Too. Yeah, the scriptures for sure. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm just like, I've never been one to be like, I I You're def- like assemblies of God background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. No, like, so maybe I'm a little shut off to like that that wording yeah. where I'm like, I've never heard his actual voice. Like, mm-hmm. I really have not. Um, but there, I can say, like, looking back, there have been tangible things that I feel like um, have just either happened or. Um, opportunities or doors that have been closed that I otherwise would have tried to walk through. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I can't see it in the moment. I think I can always look back in retrospect and say, okay, I see what he did there. Mm -hmm. I see what was going on. How about leading? How about the the shepherds leading you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there's definitely... And again, I used to make a lot of decisions based off of feelings, you mm-hmm. know? Okay, I feel like he's calling me to this. Mm-hmm. And if I don't back that up with scripture, then I don't know who I'm really listening to. Yeah. So something that I have been tangibly doing that my husband's been helping me tangibly do is point back to scripture and and everything that we do and all decisions well not all but most decisions that we make life-changing decisions that we make Mm -hmm. how about this question then okay how because this is the training part so he's teaching you look to me look to me yes follow me follow me there's a training of your desire you just said your accomplishment meant so much to you how does he keep turning you towards him i guess how has what people think of you started to matter less (laughs) Well, I, I wrote down the scripture, John 3.30. Okay. Which is... Yeah, let's more, hear it. It's he must increase and I must decrease mm-hmm. is John 3.30. And I mean, that's in it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to put more focus on him and what he thinks of me and who he knows me to be mm-hmm. and obviously less of what other people think. Yeah. So, or what I think, you know? TJ always tells me, he was like, I wish for just one day you could see you through my eyes. So imagine how much better it could be seeing me through Jesus's eyes, you know? Is it an easy transition, like, just being honest? Because, again, you put it in the training and bringing, like, or was there there a season where you're, like, fighting that and you didn't realize 
it? Or is, is your heart just like, Jesus, I want you? Yeah. Um, I think my desire is always to want it. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality, I'm just not capable of doing that. So I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. So you've changed your clothes from stilettos to <laughs> tennis shoes. Is that true? Let me look at your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that your heart changed, but what do your clothes mean to you? Like, does that have significance to you? I think anyone who knows me yeah. would say that it has in the past, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there's all, always, like, a part of you that, you know, wants people to say, hey, you look nice, yep. you know? Um, and although I really do like that, I really just like to get dressed up. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, your your party, <laughs> I was like, yes, sign me up. I yeah. love to get dressed up. We did, you know, themed um, camps this year for mm-hmm for the kids and we Fun. did an 80s camp and uh so i i just love it it's just it's just kind of ingrained in me that i i like to dress nice and and do things and and not that wearing tennis shoes is yo is, i get it yeah it's not dressing i'm talking nice. about for you yeah but for me for you like i'm short so wearing heels mm-hmm. like makes me have better posture yeah. and you know think like silly little things like that but yeah. but i adore precious things and earrings and you know like I just I I just like it but maybe I guess where I'm trying to go with this question Uh is maybe there was a part of you in the past where you weren't maybe wouldn't have been free to wear what you're wearing today yeah no I actually would have been part of your identity yeah oh absolutely 100% not only that I actually went to or was part of a like a we had a a motivational speaker come into one of my jobs and tell us about like our identity mm. in our appearance and some of it you know I was like okay well now that's totally idolatry yeah. but then there were other things that I like I was like okay you know like if you run into people you know just out at the grocery store with your kids like if you're this successful businesswoman, like, and you're in pajamas with no yeah. makeup on and your hair looks a hot mess, like, what yeah. does that say about who you are as a businesswoman? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't go out anywhere without makeup, of like a full face of makeup. And yeah. now I, I feel way more free to, to do without. So weeding and um, wherever you want to go with this, narrow yeah. or wide, what are you, I guess, saying, dig this out of me, Lord? Yeah. So the weeding part, this is definitely a tough one for me, but I wanted to be completely confessional and honest with this. Um, just submitting to authority in general has been a struggle for me. And maybe that stems from me picking fights with my dad, you know, when I was mm-hmm. younger and, you know, little things like that. But um, hmm. that's an interesting place to go. Did your, how did your parents view authority then? Yeah. Was that something that trickle down to you yeah and I I I like I said I loved my childhood and yeah. and I know that my parents were doing the best that they could yeah um, but I grew up in household with a strong mother you know and a father who was so present but for the most part didn't want to he wanted to be the behind the scenes authority and wanted it to go through my mother you know 
I mean, I wouldn't want to fight with me either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it's, it's not fun to be on the receiving end, you know. Um, but it was kind of pushed on to my mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's where that kind of stemmed from. I don't know. It could have been a hundred different things. But sure. regardless, like me always up for the fight, up for the debate, up for thinking that my way is better. Yeah. As kind of how I've lived my life. Yeah. So. Well, let's just focus on you. So yeah. what does authority mean to you? Like, how do you even, uh, what is like your concept of that word when you say that um, submitting to authority has yeah. been a struggle for you? Um, I'm not sure if I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that it could be just anyone who has the power to make decisions outside of myself. Yeah. I, if someone asked me that question too, I'd be like, oh, I need to think about this. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So like specifically <laughs> in, 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 my, in my life, like if I had a boss who was making decisions, and, and I don't know their heart, but sometimes you can tell if somebody's making decisions for selfish reasons or for the betterment of the business or the company or for their employees or whatnot. Yeah. I was never one to sit back and allow what I would consider um, like misuse of power or, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So there have been several situations in my career where I disagreed with someone who was in a position of authority over me. Sometimes I, I did it in a respectful way and sometimes I didn't. And there were consequences for that. So, um, and then obviously in my marriage, like I love my husband and I long for nothing else than for him to be the, the authority of our, of our relationship. Um, but I find myself at times questioning his decisions in front of our children, not asking questions, questioning Mm -hmm. his decisions in front of our children or we always say, um, that sometimes we see each other as the enemy and not as two loving people on the same side, yeah. you know, striving to, to love Jesus more. And so it's very easy for me to, if he makes a decision where I look for the bad in it, instead of knowing that he loves me, yeah. he has my best interest in mind, and that regardless of whether his decision is right, wrong, or indifferent, that in certain circumstances that, like, I... And I don't want this to come across as, like, whatever he says has to go. Mm-hmm. But there are times where, like, I, I don't need to say anything, yeah. but I still make the conscious decision to do it, you know? I understand. <laughs> and I was even talking to a friend the other day, yeah, and this kind of just came to me, is that... Let's say he is wrong, and I know he's wrong. I'm denying him an opportunity to learn Mm. from his mistakes if I'm trying to fix them for him. Obviously, I don't want him to do something that's going to harm him Mm. or our family or, you know, anything like that. But there's a lot of things that, I don't know, that i I don't need to speak up about, and I still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nobody's gonna get hurt from this. Nobody's gonna stop loving Jesus because of this. 
but I just think I'm right and you're wrong. So I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Yep. (laughs) So you are, are you tired of this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just like, oh, these are deep. And maybe I'm I'm not answering them the way that. No, you're, you're doing great. (laughs) You're doing great. So what does follower mean to you, Jamie? Um, because you wrote the words, yeah. you desire to be a good follower of yeah. Christ and your husband. Yeah, I did write that. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I do long for that. And maybe I'm still trying to figure out what that actually means. Yeah, that's fair. Because um, I'm never one to say something just to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly long for that. And maybe what I should be longing for is to really know what that means. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have an idea. But I don't think I truly understand to the to the depths of what that means. I put in here an example of like part of the reason why I'm having a little bit of a struggle following Jesus right now is because I want him to provide for me in the way that I want him to provide for me, mm-hmm. you know, and specifically with our business that I just wanted to go to my account tomorrow and have like a a ton of money there so that and again not so that like I can spend it frivolously or anything like that but it's so that I can actually pay my bills and you know do those kind of things um and again I I love what I'm doing I know that in this moment it's what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and I want it to go well and I truly think that it is and, and can um, but I also have to be okay with it if it isn't. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've been struggling with. I think I'm in a much better place with it now than I was like two months ago. I was having like mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> like really. Well, I appreciate you coming on at this season because I think it could be easy to say, I'm just going to wait until things are better. All the ducks are in the row. Yeah. And I don't have any questions. I'm not in the training process, but we always should be, right? Oops, if we're not. Um, And so you just coming on in, being transparent. We we literally had the worst month that we've had last month since opening the business. And there there have been questionable times if we're going to be able to pay rent and our mortgage and things like that. And we've been so blessed by people in our community group and um, just with our families and things like that. Um, I mean, our community group blessed us last week and it was two weeks ago and it was so amazing. Mm. They said that um, one of their their family members is part of Remnant and a part of a group and once a year they bless the host community group by Mm. everybody pitching in and buying paper towels and hand soap for the bathrooms and things yeah. like that. And then they also provided us with this amazing. Mm. They provided us with a gift card to be able to go grocery shopping. So, and I'm sure we would have found other ways to, to get the money to be able to do that. But they, they gifted us with that and we are so thankful they're truly amazing man yeah let's keep stepping <laughs> in god's goodness then and let's go to your harvest jamie yeah 
can you share some more of it? What's funny in this <laughs> section, so sometimes I jot down little notes to myself of things I might want to ask. And what I just wrote in that bottom section is literally I wrote, share more. <laughs> Jamie, would you please share more? Jamie, oh, would you please goodness. share more? Yeah. <laughs> so would you please share more of your harvest? Yeah. So again, some of this is repetitive, um, talking about all the big leaps of faith that we've been taking. Um, you said TJ works several jobs and he's going to seminary mm-hmm. and you have your own business. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, air hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things through all of this, like really thinking about all of the things that we've been going through. Mm-hmm. I think most people would think that during this time, trying to put all of our eggs in all of the baskets, that our marriage would be suffering during this time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it has like stronger than than yeah. it's ever been. And I think we're we've always had times in our life where I may be struggling and then TJ's maybe struggling and we've been able to be there for each other and now we're both just like going through so much and we are leaning so hard on each other and so hard on Christ and um, he's just so encouraging like the other day I was just like I don't I don't know what we're going to do and he just reminded me like God is there for us He will continue to be there for us. He will provide for us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. We don't know how that's going to look, but we should not doubt it for a second. Yeah. And I was like, I really needed to hear that today. So, and we have said this too throughout our entire marriage, that every time that we are taking a big leap in faith, like we can tangibly tell that there is spiritual warfare going on. Mm. Like when we wanted to, well, just from the get-go, when we were getting married a week or two before, TJ was like, I don't know if I should be doing this. And he was listening to his wiggle worm. And, you know, um, he had wanted to go into seminary once before. And now's not the right time. You shouldn't be doing this, you know, things like that. When we became, like right before we became community group leaders, I remember it was the last leadership summit before we launched. And we sat in the in the pews with a bunch of other people in our life sitting around us and we were just crying and like talking about how we didn't know if this was the right thing, that we didn't want to let God down and that we didn't want to point people away from Christ and that like we are are not worthy of being community group leaders. And, you know, every single major life step that we have taken, there have been the voices telling us we're not worthy. You shouldn't be doing this. And every time, as long as we are pointing towards Jesus, mm-hmm. he has provided and he has walked us through it and made us better for it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's teaching you throughout your whole life, not your marriage, Amy, not mm-hmm. I will give you my riches mm-hmm. and they're going to be for free. Yeah. Um, and 
that is uh, that's going to be unshakable yeah. <laughs> to you throughout eternity as you sink deeper and deeper into that. Something I would love to ask you about. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear what you are calling your children into. What is this harvest you've seen with your children? Mm. Oh, I'm not sure mm. if I if I know exactly what's being asked. I think that, I don't know, we have a lot of conversations with them. We've had a lot of conversations with them mm. lately because they've heard certain things. Because they are with me a lot of the time now. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, oh, okay, yeah. so you're not sure what I asked. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of baiting you because in your notes you said that they have both trusted Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've seen your family and that you and your husband are faithful followers of Jesus. You have given them the opportunity at this point in their life where that's uh, that was an option for them to hear right. about Jesus, right. to hear the gospel call, to receive the Lord's salvation in their lives, and now they've stepped to that and... I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of where it was going. With. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's been just amazing to watch these two children that, that we have been blessed with the opportunity to raise, mm-hmm. to know Jesus. And I've been big on, like, not wanting it to feel forced, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I want them – to know Jesus because they want to, not because it feels like this is what mom and dad want for us. Mm-hmm. So when both of my children have been baptized through Remnant, and I was pretty hesitant to let them be baptized. Yeah. Um, I didn't think, and again, this is, this is me, yep. you know, and I didn't think that they were ready or that they knew the gravity of what it was that they were doing and saying. And obviously it was not for me to judge that, but I just was worried that they were doing it because that's what mom and dad wanted them to do. So, and because I wasn't baptized until I was 28 years old, 29. Oh, yeah, (laughs) 29. I wasn't baptized until I was 29. I had thought about it when I was first, you know, saved. Um, But never, like, so much so that I was like, yes, I got to go do this, you know. Um, And I love Jesus, you know. So I'm like, how can an eight and nine-year-old possibly be able to comprehend, comprehend, like, the gravity of that and the, the, the bigness of it? And, but they were like, well, Remy first, he's asked about communion and what it meant and when he would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So started talking to him about accepting Christ as his Lord and Savior. And then naturally, most often, baptism follows, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, yeah, I, I think I love Jesus and I'd like to be baptized. And we were like, okay, you know, yeah. like – how do we do this? So TJ sought some counsel um, and Pastor Mike came to the house and met with Mm. Remy one-on-one and he grilled him. (laughs) He grilled him and we were not in the room. We had nothing to do with it. We didn't prep him, nothing. Mm. Just by conversations Mm. that we had had at the dinner table, conversations that we had had asking them about the sermon after church and what they learned from it. Um, having Bible study as a family, having Bible study with me, you know, like we did nothing other than that to prep them. And Mike 
came back and was like, yep, Rem- <laughs> Remy's ready. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we we trust we trust you. Yeah. We trust in the Lord. Like, yeah. And then a year later, when Colt said he wanted to, we naturally thought it was because he wanted to do it because his brother did. And same thing, Pastor Mike came oh. over. <laughs> Pastor Mike is yes. on call. <laughs> yes, yes, Pastor Mike came over. He he went through the drill. Love it. And he was like, no. And then there's like little things that we have been able to witness mm. that have just been so amazing. What a gift. Yeah, what a gift. And I'll, I'll give this one specific story because it's just truly amazing. And Please like, and, and it is total glory to God for this because it's just so amazing. So it was during one of the sermon series and I was talking about the persecution of new believers. Um, was it Ephesians? I want to say it was Ephesians. And it was how all of these newer believers are being persecuted and um the boys were like what does persecuted mean so mm-hmm. tj was trying to share with them in in modern terms you know sure. like what it would look like for someone to be persecuted who loves jesus and he said and he only you know he speaks in what he knows like in the city <laughs> so yeah. he was like if someone came up to you and put a gun to your head and said you either say you don't love jesus or i'm gonna shoot you right now what would you do or say? Mm. Yikes. And yeah, heavy. Yeah. My kids are kind of used to that. <laughs> <laughs> Your first, first date was the gun race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this may be like totally shocking to some people, but for my family, it's like totally normal. <laughs> um, so without blinking, mm. Colt says, well, if somebody did that to me, the very first thing that I would say is, you wouldn't be holding that gun to my head if you really truly knew who Jesus was. Mm. And then he's, and we thought that was like, mic drop enough. I know. But I mean, with like, you would not do that if you knew who Jesus was and what he did for you. And then he goes, and if you kill me, I will be okay mm-hmm. because I will be spending eternity in heaven with my father. Oh my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> done oh man. like yeah okay podcast over yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it was just mm. one of the most mm. amazing things i've ever heard yeah in my life yeah and i was like god if there's ever been a moment where like we're maybe doubting ourselves as parents or yeah. are we pointing our kids towards you that was the most reassuring thing that i've i've experienced to date I don't know if I'll ever experience any, anything more reassuring than that. Yeah. If Jesus were here now, which he is, what would you say to him, Jamie? Uh-huh. As you look over this harvest, ups and downs, all of it. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I can't say anything more. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to what you brought to close us out with tonight if you don't mind sharing that and share as much as you like or as little as you like sure so i am not a wordsmith i'm not a poet i'm you know i I was really wondering what i was going to do because so many of the ladies of our church are just so beautiful with their words and originally i was just going to pick a song that i really connected with um, but my husband actually recommended that I read something that I wrote five years ago in a small 
ladies group through church. It was called, it was an exercise called I am from, and you briefly put into words where you are from. And it was a time where I started sharing some of my past experiences and how I came to know Christ. And it was very freeing for me to be able to share some of those experiences that I hadn't before. So I went back to look at it and I was like, this just isn't who I am anymore. It was kind of from a victim mentality. And I am just so free now of that guilt and shame that brought me to those words five years ago. So instead of reading that, I have rewritten it, maybe without all of the irrelevant details. And I'd like to share it with you now. And I'm going to try to get through it without (laughs) crying. (laughs) So I am from a loving childhood, but not knowing where that love truly came from. I am from seeking so much, but focusing on all the wrong things. I am from trying to be seen and doing whatever I thought I could do to make it happen. I am from being broken, falling further and further into the depths of my own sin and despair. I am from shame and guilt and the unspoken. I am from being the victim of everyone and everything. But then I heard your voice and you told me who I really am in you. I am a follower of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am the wife of a loving man who strives to lead his family well, as Jesus has called him to do. I am the mother of two adventurous boys who are the arrows in my quiver. I am a woman who is trying to love my family well, spread the good news, and work hard like a Proverbs 31 woman. I am a daughter of the Most High, and I am a new creation in Christ. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.